Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. It's always a joy to talk with authors, editors, teachers, and librarians about something that unites all of us, a love of reading. We thought this would be a good time to share some of our favorite moments from the first year of our Scholastic Reads podcast. Let's start with the beginnings of any great story, a great idea. Here's Lauren Tarshish, author of the New York Times bestselling I Survived series, talking about where her ideas come from. All of the ideas come from my readers. So I'm very lucky that a lot of the hard work is done for me as the writer of this series because I get many, many emails from kids and many of those include amazing ideas for topics. And sometimes I get deluged with one idea, which tells me I need to do that. Something like the American Revolution, which is going to be the one after Mount St. Helens. But sometimes one child will suggest an idea that I have never thought of before. Sometimes story ideas are plucked straight from our own lives. In this clip, Sonia Manzano of Sesame Street fame talks about her inimitable mother, who animates much of Sonia's remarkable memoir, Becoming Maria. She worked at a time when women did not, most most of the women stayed home and she not only did she work in a factory, she was she drove. She insisted upon learning how to drive. Women did not learn how to drive in those days. And she insisted on being a member of the International Ladies Garment Workers Union. She was like, she was like Anita in West Side Story. Get the washing machine, you know. She would give you the crackling on the stove. She would save that for you. She was warm. Uh, she was loving. She held me and kissed me. My mother could make seven sandwiches out of one can of tuna fish. (laughs) That's pretty great. Immigrants always see things with fresh eyes. Let's listen to award-winning author Edwige Dantica, who came to the U.S. from Haiti when she was a child. In this clip, Edwige talks about the history that inspires and haunts much of her work. The history of of Haiti ended painful. I mean, it, it is also triumphant. It goes through all these ups and downs. And I think as immigrants from Haiti, as an immigrant from Haiti, I carry that history with me, certainly, along with a personal history, you know, personal family history that comes out of the dictatorship and the 1960s. So all of that, for me, is processed through my work. Writing is, is one of the ways that I deal with my feelings, deal with history, with personal history, with more of the communal history, with immigration. So I've, I don't feel like you know, the character that says that in the book. I, I've had fewer troubles than that, than that character. But I still carry that feeling. I think we can learn from a lot of painful moments. And, and writing is, is, is for me one of those ways to actually see a situation better, to hopefully come out of it with a a bit more inside than I than when I came in. Once you find that great idea, you still may face criticism. But hopefully, 
you'll get support from the people who love you. In this next clip, Dave Pilkey, the author and illustrator of Captain Underpants and Dogman, talks about how his parents encouraged him to keep drawing as a child. They were very, very supportive. They were a little worried because my teachers were not supportive in in that way. They would see my comics and they would sometimes just rip them out of my hands and tear them up right in front of me. And it was incredibly discouraging. So my parents did not want that to continue happening. So they, when I was in fourth grade, they asked me, will you make a series of comics just for us? These are things that you won't be able to bring to school. You, You have to make them just for us. And so I did. I created a character called Waterman and he was a guy who was just made completely out of water and he could do anything that water could do. So I would make these. Hey, dad, I made a new Waterman comic. And, and they were so great. They would drop whatever they, they were doing and they would read them and they would laugh in all the right places. And one of the most important things is they kept them. True to their word, they would not let me bring them to school where they would get lost or stolen or, or ripped, ripped up. up. <laughs> yes, yes. And I still have every single copy. I, there's more than 20 issues and I still have all of them. Who knows where an idea might come from or where it will lead? And Martin author of the beloved Babysitter's Club series, surprised us by noting that it was actually her editor who came up with the idea. Well, the series was suggested to me by Jean Fywell many, many years ago, 1985. And she had an idea for a four-book miniseries and the title, The Babysitter's Club. So it was up to me to figure out what a babysitter's club might be. And I developed the four original characters, Christy, Claudia, Stacy, and Marianne, and planned to write one book about each of the characters. Then it just sort of snowballed. Martin lucked out. But an important step for any author is finding the right editor. In this clip, publisher Arthur A. Levine talks about the joy of discovering terrific authors and stories. We believe very strongly that um, there isn't just one story that writers of color need to tell. It needs to be a serious story of struggle. It can be, if that is a story that the writer wants to tell, but if you're trying to have a larger purpose, like to tell the story of life. You know, life isn't told from one perspective, nor is it understood from one perspective. You have to look at a lot of different places and you have to listen. When a story finds its way into the hands of eager readers, wonderful things can happen. Let's listen to author and editor David Levithan talk about the enduring power of literature. Whether it is on the macro level and seeing protesters in a foreign country use the Mockingjay symbol um, as their own symbol, or whether it is on the more intimate level of kids who are coming out or who are dealing with um, various problems, reading about them and suddenly understanding the context that their lives are in much more. That, That is the everything that I refer to because it is... It is everything that literature can do. Probably the most celebrated children's book series of the past 20 years is, you guessed it, Harry Potter. On our very first podcast episode, Cheryl Klein, who served as the continuity editor for the series, shared a harrowing tale with us about getting a top-secret manuscript through Heathrow Airport. I went to England for book seven. I got the manuscript. I go to Heathrow. Everything's going much more smoothly. And and then I get pulled out of line for a random bag check at Heathrow. 
And so, you know, you have to empty your bag on a table in front of people. And so I take out this manuscript, you know, six inches tall of paper and thinking, what am I going to say if she looks at it and she like recognizes the names Ron and Hermione and Harry? And, um, And the security guard starts sort of paging through it even. And I thought, okay, I will just say it's my fanfic (laughs) because nobody would have known otherwise at that point. And, um, and all she said was, you have a big pile of paper here. I was like, yeah, it's a big pile of paper. You're right. She said, "Uh uh-huh. And she passed it back to me. When beloved author Pam Munoz Ryan was in the studio, we asked her to read from Esperanza Rising, her stunning novel for young adults. The book was inspired by Pam's grandmother's journey from Mexico to the United States and the hardships she endured during the Great Depression. A few days before her birthday, Esperanza begged Miguel to drive her to the foothills before sunrise. There was something she wanted to do. She woke in the dark and tiptoed from the cabin. They followed the dirt road that headed east and parked, where they could go no further. In the gray light, they could see a small footpath to a plateau. When they got to the top, Esperanza looked out over the valley. The cool, almost morning air filled her senses. Below, she could see the white roofs of the cabins in straight rows, the fields beginning to take form, and over the eastern mountains, a hopeful brightening. She bent over and touched the grass. It was cool, but dry. She lay down on her stomach and patted the ground next to her. Miguel! Did you know that if you lie on the ground and stay very still, you can feel the earth's heart beating? He looked at her skeptically. She patted the ground again. Then he lay down as she was facing her. Will this happen soon, Esperanza? Wait a little while, and the fruit will fall into your hand. He smiled and nodded. They were still. She watched Miguel watching her. And then she felt it, beginning softly a gentle thumping, repeating itself, then stronger. She heard it, too. Shump, shump, shump. The earth's heartbeat, just like she had felt it that day with Papa. Miguel smiled, and she knew that he felt it, too. The sun peeked over the rim of a distant ridge, bursting the dawn onto the waiting fields. She felt its warmth washing over her and turned on her back and faced the sky, staring into the clouds now tinged with pink and orange. As the sun rose, Esperanza began to feel as if she rose with it, floating again, like that day on the mountain when she first arrived in the valley. She closed her eyes, and this time she did not careen out of control. Instead, she glided above the earth, unafraid. She let herself be lifted into the sky, and she knew that she would not slip away. She knew that she would never lose Papa, or El Rancho de las Rosas, or Avulita, or Mama. Our great thanks to all of the authors and educators who've brought their voices to the Scholastic Read Studio. And thank you for joining us and for sharing in our mission at Scholastic, where we believe that the right book in a child's hands can open a world of possible. To listen to all of our episodes, go to scholasticreads.com. 